G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Some more deeper insights into what's going on in the world today because we're conscious that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is continuing and daily we'll be able to hear news reports as the weather warms up that there is a bold initiative to reach deeper and deeper into Ukraine with the ultimate objective from the Russians to invade the nation. Well, it's wonderful to be back once again today for some deeper insights with a church leader out of Ukraine. Vladimir Voise from Ukraine is a bishop of the Baptist Church in Vinitsia. It's a city with a population around half a million. There are Russian rockets that have rained down on Vinitsia every week since the war began. It's roughly around the middle of Ukraine, one of those regional centres. And uh, Vladimir is back with us. Vladimir, welcome back to 2020. Thank you. I might also welcome your son, Serge, who is in Australia and has been for the last 10 months. Serge, a welcome along to you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Some might be saying, uh, well, how does a a Ukrainian church leader uh, find his way onto Australian shores? But this is the case, isn't it, that when things began to get really hot 10 months ago, Serge, you decided that with your family, it was safest for you to find some refuge and you moved to Australia. Yes, we did this. And how th- how were things when you made that decision? Uh, it was quickly. Uh, we have not planned this, but yeah, the reason why Australia, the reason is that we have here sister uh, and brother. Uh, they were already here for, for, for the last six years, so we decided to move to Australia because we had already part of our family here. Some of your family in Australia, and you've got your sister, there's yourself and your own family, and your parents have remained in Ukraine. How do you feel about that uh, when you switch off the light each night to go to sleep? Uh, what's in your prayers when you know that they are in a city where there are Russian rockets raining down each week? Uh, well, I have to say that my mother, she came with us, with, ma- with, wa- with one more brother. But of course, we, we always kept our father in mind and we prayed for him. And we, uh, we do, do this even now <laughs> because the thing's not easy. Serge, some might be saying, uh, how are you here in Australia? And uh, some of your uh, brothers are still back in Ukraine and being conscripted into the army. Well, I'm lucky to have four children. That's why I was allowed to leave the country and to be here with my family. Um, yeah, but and if you didn't have those four children, uh, you could be conscripted whether you were out of the country or remaining within. They would even not allowed to leave the country. 
Vladimir, you decided to stay in Ukraine. What was in your heart to say, I won't flee, I've got responsibilities at home? Yeah, uh, I gave promise to before God and before brothers and pastors to continue my ministry. Even war started, I need to encourage people to preach to ordained people. I need to be there and help uh, the, to refugee people. Uh, so it's uh, <clears throat> a big uh, responsibility. But uh, with, God, with God's help, I stay there. Uh, among our people uh, in difficult time to help people to be with them. Special honor to you for staying. And for a lot of people, they'll find it hard to understand if things are so hot that you've got to move your family out, even your wife, to move to a different nation. But you're deciding to stay because of a call of God, uh, honouring God. I wonder if you can let us in on how hard that might be or whether that's something that you take in your stride because you've always been a servant of God. Uh, It's not easy. The decisions that I made, it was uh, hard for me. But um, I am very glad that um, Australia uh, gave opportunity, government of Australia gave opportunity to my family to stay here. And it's much, much easier for me to serve uh, there in Ukraine, to stay there and know that uh, my family is praying for me. It's a big privilege to continue my ministry in Ukraine and I, I will continue this ministry. Now, I know it's not always uh, something that's easy for you to talk about the politics, and I'm not going to take you down some paths that you might not be able to make a contribution, but I wonder if you've got any thoughts about the fact that the Chinese are planning or are contemplating, or at least it's being predicted, that they are going to be more of a support to the Russians. How do Ukrainians feel about that? Um, Ukrainians uh, feel not good um, about that, but if uh, we remember when war started, Russia uh, has uh, had a plan to overtake Ukraine for one week. During one week, already Russian tanks was in uh, on the streets on Kiev. Uh, when uh, we compare Russian army and Ukrainian army, Russian army much much stronger. But um, uh, people don't count um, a Christian who was praying, uh, don't uh, count uh, churches that um, ask uh, God's uh, protection. And um, uh, during one year, one uh, war continue uh, in Ukraine, but um, people uh, hope that only God uh, can uh, help us only God can protect us and um, uh, make uh, end for this war. We know and we'll hear of stories of Russians being conscripted uh, because there are so many deaths uh, in the war zone. Uh, there's also those reports of Ukrainians being conscripted as well. And uh, we've got Serge with us today, your son, If he was in Ukraine, he may well be one of those who could be tapped on the shoulder, even on the street, uh, to actually become a fighter in Ukraine. 
Does that concern you because you're dealing with families as well that their own sons are being taken off to fight in the war? Yeah, uh, re- recently U- Ukraine has um, uh, army that um, uh, people uh, make con- contact and go to to fight. Uh, also, uh, uh, but. Um, uh, it's a difficult question, but everybody uh, need to make the, their own decision. So, and, and how did that go with people who were a part of your churches? And uh, there's 120 plus churches in the network that you're overseeing. Uh, have there been a lot of the men, in particular in Ukraine, who've said we need to fight for the freedom of our country? Uh, yeah, we have um, a lot of uh, men that fighting for for freedom of Ukraine, but um, a lot of soldiers ask our us as uh, Christians just to pray for them, to uh, stay um, before God, to uh, ask for God's protection and God's help. They understand that. Uh, uh, they cannot uh, fight only with with viewpoint uh, weapon, uh, uh, but uh, they um, need God's help. We mentioned the likely possibility of China supporting Russia in their efforts to invade. On the other side, you've got Western nations or the NATO nations supplying weapons to Ukraine to defend. How do you feel about being in the middle of a conflict that some would say could be the place where a World War Three could be beginning? How does that feel for you? Yeah, we um, feel that um, it it may that war may continue and involve other countries. Um, that that uh, that is very bad. But uh, we pray that our Lord will stop it, will help us, and we trust uh, to the Lord. How do Christians in Ukraine feel about the leadership of Volodymyr Zelensky? Are they in favor of his leadership style as he's leading the nation? Uh, are they concerned about that? How do they feel? Yeah, recently uh, Volodymyr Zelensky uh, uh, use uh, words from the Bible to encourage people, and um, uh, he used a lot of uh, verses from from uh, Bible to encourage people. So he um, ch- uh, he changed a lot, uh, so, and people like it. And a lot of Ukrainians they come from a Orthodox background. Uh, you're a Baptist. Uh, is there a certain unity that there is between churches now that everybody's under threat? Uh, unfortunately, uh, Orthodox churches uh, was closed during um, uh, when war, war started. Uh, only Protestant churches was open, and people noticed this. And a lot of people ask our ask questions. Why our churches is closed and your churches is open? And uh, uh, we just uh, explain them that uh, we are doing what God um, say, says us to do. Uh, we help people. And uh, another question people was asking: uh, How much it costs to stay in your church to receive food, to receive opportunity to sleep, 
to slap and our answer was uh, that it is, is it is uh, don't uh, say you it say uh, it cost you nothing but it cost for God his beloved son uh, God so much loved you that we would like to show you God's love so the expression of God's love and then the hands and feet of the people who are a part of your teams, the pastors, those who have stayed on in leaderships to be able to support people who have been displaced, people who've lost loved ones. And you've got a support base that comes from all over the world in some sense because Baptists are flowing in uh, with some resources to be able to help meet those needs. I know that you're feeding thousands of families each week. Uh, So I imagine a few more supporters from Australia might be something that you're in Australia to to meet some new friends. Uh, How how would you hope that Australians might respond uh, to supporting Baptist churches in Ukraine? We are very thankful to the Lord and to every country, even to Australia country, because a lot of uh, people from different countries started to help us. Uh, people from Poland start to help us, from Romania start to help us, people from Germany, from England and from the United States, um, because we are limited in our resources. And we are very thankful for every man, every woman, uh, everybody who try to help us. And um, it will be a very good contribution to help those who are in need. I know it'll be a shock to some to hear that Orthodox churches closed their doors when war was declared. Uh, but those Protestant churches, those Evangelical churches, Baptist churches have kept doors open. They've kept leaders in place, uh, leaders who with their own self-sacrificial opportunity to be able to serve the people that they're called to serve and a special honour to you in that. I know that you also deal with the large Jewish community that is in Ukraine and uh, the connection point for us today was through Christians for Israel c4i.org and for listeners today to connect with our special guest uh, Vladimir Voise from Ukraine you can do throws so that you can do that through the c4i.org website uh, once again to Vladimir and to Serge I want to thank the two of you for today uh, just sharing your heart with us on 2020 thank you very much thank you for having us here Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.